Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. A week from tomorrow as the Anthrax Show. Uh, BLS, of course, Zach Wilde and the BLS guys rolling in and, and Jamie Justice Hatebreed opening that show at the Midland Theater. And uh, they've been uh, you know, on the road forever. Now I feel like forever doing the 40th anniversary uh, of, the, of the band. And, you know, Anthrax is one of the big four. One of those bands that just as a, as a metal guy, you know, of course, Metallica uh, are always going to be the Lords. But, you you know, of course, we know Dave Mustaine was in Metallica and then he left mm-hmm. and he got super pissed off and had a big axe to grind. He had to make Megadeth work. Anthrax was on the East Coast with a whole different hardcore vibe that was just it wasn't like the, the West Coast. You know, and, and of course Slayer, and, and it's just it's one of these these bands that like they were just so great. You know, they were just so important to everything that uh, you know it was great to see them get their their acknowledgement when the Big Four went out and did baseball stadiums and football stadiums. And such a great live band, like the records um, are one thing, and the the live show is stupid good. And I'll say this for sure, uh, without a doubt. And again, I've always been a Metallica fan, but at that point when you'd go see them. They were very against moving around. You know what I mean? Metallica was just, that was their whole stance, was we don't jump around, we don't wear outfits. Yeah. And so they would just be, you know, the legs would be spread, and it was just a metal onslaught. You know, Cliff was still alive. Anthrax was way more entertaining. They were one of those bands, like, from the second they hit the stage, you were just watching this this goddamn cacophony in this circus happen. <laughs> and, but they always had that great East Coast kind of sarcastic metal, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, they were the first ones, really, I think, to get uh, really openly political and, 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 uh, and his, you know, about things, about racism, about uh, the world that we live in, about, you know, what happened with Native Americans. As, as crazy as it sounds, when you're a kid, I, a lot of the things I got interested in uh, over time were because the subject matter that were in a lot of these songs. Formed in 1981 in New York City, they, along with Metallica, Slayer, and Megadeth are considered one of the big four of thrash metal. The band is Anthrax. And on Tuesday, August 2nd, the band brings their 40th anniversary tour to the Midland Theater. Please welcome Anthrax front man and longtime friend of the show, Joey Belladonna.
Joey Belladonna. How are you this morning, brother? Johnny. You're up. You're up. What's going on, man? Why do we make you get up so early? You're in Phoenix right now. Isn't it like... Johnny, you don't, you don't uh, make me get up early for nothing. Uh, I, get, I get up. I'm always... You know, when you sleep and you just pop up and you go back to bed and you pop back up. I, right. I do that all the time. You never land here too long. You've been. Uh, you, I saw that you guys jumped on the plane a couple of days ago and headed for Arizona. Yeah, yeah, that's sure. We have to get here sometimes early. It's even, you know, you look at the price of the plane. Oh, sure. All it's that awful. stuff. But I don't like. I don't like trying to push it anymore. I just get get to where you got to go and kind of set set your way for a little bit, and get settled. Yeah, you know? well, you listen. You guys are getting ready to hit the the, the whirlwind starts. You know this this tour is going to just hammer its way across the world, and it's it's going to be fantastic. Well, it's weird how you you announced earlier ago we'll be here next week, and I'm like, really? That's right. Yeah. We're going to be there next week. Yeah, I mean, this is your kickoff, right? Yeah, that tomorrow night. So it's uh, do you do you ever do you get nervous anymore, Joe? Do you ever like you know just like okay, we know the set, we know what we're going to do, but I mean, you've been doing this for so long, and you guys know each other so well. You still need to rehearse once in a while, though, right? I mean, even if you come off tour and everything gets a little bit, you get a little loose, you guys still have to get together and just tighten it all up again? Um, Not not usually, no. Really? You guys just, it's just that ingrained in you? Well, it's, it, I don't know. We'll, we'll think about even that live stream we did. It was like 600 and some days that we didn't even see each other or do anything, and we just got up and did 25 songs and, yeah, you know, we obviously everybody said, "Hey, we want to try this, this, this song," and then we come there with a little bit of a advanced study. Yeah, you know, you know, at least that. I mean, there's not it's not very good when you don't really even remember anything and try it. That's not good. So, <laughs> yeah, right. Well, you, yeah, it's like, oh, that's right. It went like that. You know, because sometimes I listen to some of the songs and I'm that I haven't heard in a while, and I go, and if we have played them, I'm like, holy cow, that's right. It went like that. Yeah, well, I mean, that's a lot of songs and a lot of time. I mean, it's, you know, we're talking about a 40-year anniversary, and, and when you hit that live stream, Anthrax is one of those bands, and it was incredible. You have to be in the pocket. I mean, you guys have always had the great rhythm section. I mean, the the guitars have got to be right, and, and it's just one of those bands that if it if it's not in the pocket, it won't sound correct, it'll, and it'll, it'll be obvious. It's that arrangement, you know. It's like yeah. I like to really, that I have to really make sure that, you know, I'm right there with the arrangements, so I know when time is time to come in, when to get out, and yeah. that kind of stuff. But well, you're other one of those than bands, that, you have the most time changes of any metal band I know. I mean, it, there's more parts, pieces, and breakdowns in Anthrax music, and that's one of the things that drew me in when I was a kid was the time changes and and the big riff. The riff is heading this way, and then suddenly there's a breakdown. And it's another, even bigger, groovier riff, and that's what I always loved about the band. Yeah, that's that's what holds us down, and sometimes you know, because people are really not fit for the, some of that that uh, arrangements. You yeah, know, yeah. it's not simple. It's not simple enough, and it's not really trying to outwit anybody. It's just sometimes you just want to make it really cool and interesting. You know, we well, you know that's what it was always like. It was like first gear, second gear, second gear starting to bounce right off the rev limiter and then bam. Grind it a little bit. Yeah. And then, and then <laughs> yeah. third comes in and it just, and it just, everything smooths out. It goes down the road. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. How are you guys doing? All right, good. By the way, everything uh, going all right. Yeah. You know what? Just it's hot as balls here. Like, like you are in Phoenix and uh, it's, uh, oh hell, the last time I saw you was hot. It was a, uh, that was a heavy day, Joe. We, uh, 
course, we got together to, to remember and, and and speak about Krista's father, Bill, and and just it was that was a that was a really it was a beautiful beautiful memorial for her father. Uh, and I yeah, when she, those bikes those bikes came around that corner, yeah, the, the it was it for me. I I really had a hard time kind of pulling it all together myself because it was just and everything from the minute that they got there or came around the corner and stayed and did their thing. I was like, wow, oh, the patriot, really, man. really something never saw it before in my life. So it was really, really emotional. And those guys do it from the goodness of their heart. Uh, you reach I out. Know, to right. Them. Yeah. Now they, and they do multiple ones a day sometimes and it was hot and they just, it was such a beautiful thing to do because her father rode Krista's father and I didn't know that. And, uh, you know, my father had just passed and his name was Bill as well. And yeah, I'm so sorry for your loss yeah, too, you man, again. So, yeah, it was all kind of climbing up me. And I was like, oh, then, you know, my dad taught me to ride motorcycles. And then the biggest thrill in the world would be able to ride on the back of your dad's motorcycle when you're a kid. And Oh, I bet, right? Yeah. So they, <laughs> they come around the corner and I just start, it all starts kind of piecing itself together. And I'm just like, all right, now I'm going to lose it. And, I know. Uh, that was the first time I couldn't sing the anthem very yeah. well. Because I, was too, I was just, I couldn't pull it together. No, no. And then watching you sing the anthem in his memory and I at that, at that service, it was just, it was heavy. You know, no, it caught me too. I just, your I speech was beautiful. Your, your just had a nice, it was a really, really nice hometown kind of feel to it. And it really brought everyone down at the very end to just settle and have a good time. Just to, and reminisce and, you know, yeah, it was beautiful. Well, it it was, really was. I was honored and terrified. <laughs> at the same oh, time. Oh, yeah? yeah? Well, man, me and you were, were all dressed in black, sweating our asses off. Oh, my God. It was, it was so hot. It was like <laughs> it was like 98 degrees that day. I know. It was really, really a hot day then, uh, although now it's been like that for a while now. So uh, how are you guys doing now? The, oh, yeah. So same, same thing. So, nice so the fun warm. part was, oh, what was, oh, now she's going to kill me. She, her name just fell off my mouth. It was the aunt, the, the super fun aunt. Krista, who was that? Oh, you there, Krista. Who? Connie. Connie, Connie. Yeah, aunt Connie was the business. She and I drank some whiskey together, and she told us stories about the family, and I was like, she's like, can I have another one? I go, oh, let me pour you an extra one. I knew she had something in that cup that, yes. wasn't, that wasn't supposed to be in there. <laughs> she, have she another? Yeah, I may have another. That's great. Oh, she was great. She's like, we're going to go swimming. I was like, you should go swimming. You just go. Aunt Connie looked like she's never had a bad time in her life. I know. She goes, we're coming over to your pool later, aren't we? I said, yeah. Okay. She's more. She never made it. She never made it. Over. <laughs> that might have been. The, I think we burned up about a half a bottle of Pendleton's before we got out of there. That was really nice of you. Why? I was wondering why everybody was kicking in the second gear there. <laughs> well, you know, it was just, uh, it, those things are so funny, man. It's, you know, when people, when you lose people you love, and, uh, we, you know, we're talking about this earlier this morning. You know, I lost our good friend Richard Marcinko, who was, uh, you know, Navy SEAL, commander of SEAL Team oh, 6 really? and Red Cell, and he, he wrote the book Rogue Warrior. Yeah, he, was a, he was a good friend. Well, I lost him in December. And on, how old was he? Uh, he was, how old was Skip? 84? 84, 85, yeah, like that. And then Bob Saget, of course, uh, was a dear friend. And Bob and I had really become close over the last 10 years. And then I got off the plane in Boston after my vacation, and on the and it broke while I was in the air. And losing Bob was really hard because, I mean, we, we we stayed pretty tight. And, uh, you know, that's it's it's so strange yeah, to Bob lose was people. Something, right? Yeah. Well, he's like you. Oh, my gosh. He's a nice, he's a wonderfully talented person. But above everything else, he was a great human. He was just a good person. 
Yeah, there was uh, a lot of people around Bob, you know, that uh, had a lot of good things to say about him. I didn't realize how interesting he was, too. Oh, you know? you'd have loved it. I mean, he, you know, here's the weird story about Bob. And if you're just joining the show, I'm, I'm here with Joey Belladonna from Anthrax. The show is a week from tomorrow, if there's any tickets left at all. That's a BLS hate breed. And of course, Anthrax headlining uh, at the Midland Theater August 2nd. So we were talking about losing people over the year. And, you know, Bob, strangely enough, he and I became friends because he lost his mother. And he had called and said, hey, I'm going to cancel this weekend in Kansas City, I think, unless you're going to be in town. I go, I'm in town. And he goes, will you have time to hang with me? I I just lost my mom. And I go, of course I do. And we just sat after the show's. And uh, and drank at the hotel and just told stories. And I just listened until three or four in the morning. And he'd get up and go to bed. And I'd show up in the morning and we'd hang out again. And he just wanted to talk to somebody. He just wanted actually really to, to somebody to listen. And that that's strangely enough how we became close. That's that's one of those things I find that when someone does pass and then like the, our our really good friend Tim Tibbetts passed. Uh, he was a really talented fellow too, and his wife and we talk and. Funny, we had dinner with her a couple of days back, and she says, you know, really, it took us this long to start hanging out together because, you know, a lot of times you don't right. get together at all. And I said, why don't we just try to meet up once a week and call each other and talk just to keep keep that that yes. talking and communication alive. And it would sure help, if anything, you know, even some days just, hey, how you doing? Of course. How's your day today? You know, anything. Yeah, so those talks are that you had with Bob even before that, it was were magic, you know, because I'm sure you guys really got a lot off your chest. Yeah, that, well, that's that's always it, isn't it? I mean, it's, you know, it is it is a gift this lifetime, everything. It's the most precious thing we have, you know. When you guys get to come out and, and celebrate anthrax and everything that it means and everything that it's meant to so many people, so much joy and fun and, and release of energy, like you know, that's a real gift to be able to live that life, Joe. I mean, I know you know that you're you're a happy human no, being. You're you a know, grateful person. It's like being with Skinner there too, just before I left. I mean, it was just nice to hang and say hi and what's going on and and just be there and have some fun and and just see how everybody's doing again and then hear some great music. Isn't Johnny just the sweetest cat? Oh yeah, we, we he's funny every time I talk to him because he's always got something cool stories and him and Rick, Ricky I always Medlock, always, yeah. actually, all we do is talk about gear. Yeah. I was like with amps and with guitars and it was a, a totally different conversation. It was good because I knew I wanted to get into some gear stuff with him and see what he what his philosophy on gear was. You know, see, isn't it funny when you when you because you're talking about Ricky Medlock who's now playing with Skinner. But like Blackfoot and all the bands that he was oh, yeah. a part of, and he's he was I, a drummer, I, you know, he was a drummer. Yeah, and he's and he's crazy. I love him, but I look in his eyes and I see a man who I think at any moment could go completely off the planet. <laughs> and I just go, and I, in the best possible way. Oh, yeah! Oh, know, come on, he's amazing. It's just, I don't know. It's just it, it's amazing yeah. to me even know any of those guys and, and be friends and. And but the music too. I mean, it's like when we're young and we put those records on, and then you're still seeing everyone, even though there's a lot of them are gone and, and God rest their soul, you know. But sure. still, the vibe and the the whole spirit keeps everybody at least happier. Yeah, in well, life, you know. Well, those those albums, I kind of came back and rediscovered bands like Skinnerd, 
once I, because, uh, you know, when you're a kid, you're like, I only like metal. So this is what I like. And then, you know, you just have a very closed mind. So I just, I just liked metal. And that was my thing. And then you kind of get a little time on you. And you start to listen again, and you realize, my God, this was amazing. Like, and then I really got deep into Skinner again, and just, and you just realize what a genius Ronnie was. And they were so unlikely, just a bunch of white trash kids out of Jacksonville, Florida, and they were poor. And there was, I mean, it only came from one thing: getting in that house in the swamp, sweating their ass off, and jamming. That's it. That's what we did in high school. I played that stuff. I was always doing Skinner songs and. It was fine with me. I was good. I, you know, like I said, I didn't follow any script back in the, when I first started. And, and still, I listen to that stuff. Sure. It's, it's just great, you know. I didn't mean to bring in to do this little Southern talk right now, but uh, it's just thinking of people that are really cool and they're not like, well, you're metal. I don't talk to you and or I don't know anything about it. I never heard your band before. So, you know, good luck, kid. <laughs> Get out of the way. Get out of the way. You know what I mean? It's yeah, just weird. Sure, I mean, sure. we, we played Bloodstock together. It was funny seeing like those guys go on, but before that, before they go on, we got Slayer, yep. Lamb of God, and Anthrax, and then Slayer, and then then uh, ladies and gentlemen, Leonard Skinner. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, wow, and they're like, <laughs> you know, see, they're gonna love you guys too because they're just. It's that good, you know. Every word to every song. You can say whatever you want, but everybody, you know every word to every song, and it feels good to sing it rolling yep. down the road. It's good, and I like that. And, it's, and that's what's cool about some festivals, when you can have shows with any type of band like that and fit into, or vice versa, you know. Yeah. We drop in. Obviously, you're not going to see Anthrax and Skinner on a bill in the States as a package. Right. Right. It's more likely, it's a very, un- very unlikely. But, you know, but, but overseas, you could have a festival, and it's it's all good, man. It's all well, good. It is fun, and it's just fun for. And the thing is, it's so many different things. Uh, after twenty and twenty one, and everything from divisive politics to disease, and and you know, COVID, everything really, really came into focus for me in terms of what is what is so fragile and what is so important, and what do we love? Like when you go back to the shows. And that, that, that distinctly tribal fun of we're all here for the same reason. Nobody is sideways. Nobody's having a discussion about anything else. We want to sing the songs we came to hear this band play and, and, and smile and dance or jump or punch your fist, whatever it is that gets you off. And it's just, it's never felt better to me, ever. Yeah, it's a good community of people that just want to go and have fun. And, and again, if you do meet people and bands and and have that that relationship. It's just, it's always been a nice, you know, onward thing for me. Well, and have, you know. you've always been a kind guy. Like I've no, I've never heard anybody say a, a word that wasn't, you know, Joey's a sweet cat. Joey's an incredibly nice, talented cat. It's always the same, always. Uh, and I think Anthrax has always been one of those fan friendly bands that people just know that it just it's a it's a it is a people's band. It always has been. But I think most of the metal guys were maybe not. Megadeth all the time in the early days, but but you know Metallica was always uh, I think a fans band like you know especially with Jason Newsted when he joined he was really into that and I think you guys have always followed that and I think Slayer Tom and 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 Carrie really did enjoy hard Slayer fans and it, it was I remember standing outside your bus in 1980 goddamn it might have been seven or so Is that you yeah right I was I was the skinny kid in the bootleg <laughs> Anthrax shirt yeah you still have that shirt yeah I wish God. 
But I mean, it was <laughs> it was just so much fun to to, to see that, you know. And for you to now have this this place forever in metal, Joe. I I know you you are not an ego driven guy, but do you ever stop and think about the big four and what it really means? I well, I, I just think of those as like really great shows, and and that we all come together and play at, at one show together, and and took it, you know, a few more. And wish there was more, uh, but I don't. I don't know where the number thing comes. Obviously, Metallica invite us to be a part of this package they want to put together, and really had I never thought of anything as a number or, or who belonged where or what. And it's just they asked us to be on that show. I remember because I wasn't even in the band yet, you know. Yeah, well, and I mean, you you, were you, in you the get band. the call, and so you know there's something going down that's that's really cool, and so. I never really thought of it as a number, you know, or who belonged. But yeah. I was completely stoked to do something like that, obviously. You're, you're one of those guys that I'm always kind of in awe of in, in the sense of, yeah, I, I don't think you ever consider your place in, in musical history. I just I just think you live your everyday great and you love and you're happy and you play and you sing and that's 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 your life. But I, you just, it's so interesting to me that, that I don't. I never get a sense that you understand what you mean in the in, in musical history. Anthrax, eight Grammy nods. I mean, we're talking about a place in history of changing music from the East Coast that really, truly, uh, uh, an at the front game changer. You know, music changed when all you guys when it hit. It was like watching a Nirvana hit and the grunge era come in. The thrash era came in, and nobody had seen that before. Well, every so often, you you, you do get people that are. Yeah, they just remind you more of what you're doing versus something about just sitting around and reminiscing and think, wondering if anybody remembers who we are and what I've done or anything like that. I don't until I run into people that are really, and then they, I go, wow, okay, wow, thank you. You know, you really like what we do or you've heard of, sorry, you remember seeing my face or something, right. you know, that kind of stuff brings you back in it. Otherwise I don't, it's not. We don't seem to have that household name that that a lot of people are familiarized with. So I don't. I just kind of roll into the day and not think about it. Yeah, no. Well, you, you live know? in the now. You live in the now all your life. Yeah, it's just you know. I, and then when we do play, you know, you just kick. Like you asked me earlier about nervous, and I said, once you get there and you start getting close to showtime sure you get that like oof, you know you get that excitement of like something like you're going to go on a ride or something you know that that yeah. little burst of that, that that fidgety kind of and all of a sudden then you just kick it in and then i don't know what happens after that really i don't really have any script and, and that's the cool part of it and you just hope that people are happy with what you do you know well you change there's no doubt like from you backstage or or talking calmly somewhere else, like to you, from you break that barrier and you walk out of that from behind that back line, there's definitely a change in you. I mean, without a doubt, there's another person there. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is. I guess it's just being goofy, not in a goofy way, but a constructive way, I guess. Yeah, no, it's because you're never, you're never loud in, I've ever heard you, like just in, in talking. Uh, no, I'm you, not loud. Uh, you, you're not a, uh, an overbearing, you're not a, comm- you know, you're you're always interesting to speak with, but it's always straight eye contact and a very real, very honest, open conversation. And then there's that 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 other performer, that that dude who just commands it. You walk out, and that's you know, I think only a certain amount of lead singers have it, and the great ones have to have it. 
Ozzy has it. David Lee Roth had it. You know, there are guys who just when they walk out, they have to become somebody else. They there's another thing inside them that they can walk out and make it happen. And yeah, the music is is taking over. You know, that's good. It's uh, nice. But I sometimes Thank wonder you. if well, they, I appreciate that. people lose it, though. I'm sure you've seen it. Where you see a singer and you go, are you just walking through this? Like, you don't feel like they feel it anymore. Yeah, you almost think it's like, yeah, well, we just punched the card and I'm ready to go. What a, what a, what a, to me, that just, you're throwing away. And that's cool, too, I guess, if that's, you know, as long as you're there and, and you can, I'm going to do it. I'm doing it a different way tonight or I do it different now, but I'm still here and that's, I, and I'm, I can accept that, too. Obviously, it's you know it's not that it's not what you might have remembered when you saw someone before and they changed. But uh, I, I don't hold it to anyone. I just you know observe and I keep it to myself if it's something that may or may not. See, here's, this uh, is him being nice. I'm a dick. I'm just Joey. I'm just gonna tell you right now. Okay, I that's think, cool. I think... Well, you speak your mind. You know. <laughs> well, because I if I you, man, I that's love... why you're good at what you do. You, know, I... you got that thing going on. You know, and I love that about you. But I never knew you would be a metal fan like you are when I first met you, and it's and it's cool. And I sometimes I I might not be metal enough for people at times, but I it's not that. It's just I like a lot of different music, so my mind is always switching gears at times. Dude, you are just metal keeps, keeps it. through and through. Yeah. Come on, <laughs> Dude, except for you to say I'm not metal enough for people. Well, like, well I'm not That's sure. I wasn't there long enough to be metal enough for everybody. That it seemed like I. Uh, he's not metal enough. Let's get someone else. Oh. Uh, no, he's not metal enough. Let's get somebody else. No, but what well, maybe he's metal enough. Let's get him in. <laughs> you, you know, it's like that kind of thing. It's like, I don't sure. know. Maybe I'm, I'm still thinking about it. Am I metal enough? Let's see. I'll try again this time around. <laughs> you know what, kid? I think if you keep trying, you may do just okay. I think I got a better metal belt this time. <laughs> you, uh, you, but when I go see a band like Anthrax has always, I think, been careful to make sure they play the songs that the fans want to hear. It's never that self-indulgent, like, dude, I love Maiden so much, and I have seen Bruce and the guys at least 25 times in my life. Every oh. once in a while, they'll go sideways, and they'll go super deep, which is neat for super fans. But I'm like, look, there are certain songs you have to do. You have to oh, do I always run. feel that way. God, yeah. we're lucky we get those tunes where we yeah. have those songs, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I, I'm sure as a musician, there are days when you're like, oh, I'd like to do this one too, but you can't give up. There's just certain ones. Like if you guys, you know, Caught in a Mosh, uh, Among the Living, you know, Antisocial, there's certain ones you go, if, if it isn't time, it's just you have to do it. They're, they're, people are waiting to hear Indians, you know? It's just deep cuts sometimes or night. They don't. They don't translate live sometimes, or or they're like such a really album cut that there's a lot going on that you know that you may not have the best time live with it. It was yeah. more of a real good album cut, and to try try to force it in live for you know half the side of the crowd, just sometimes it just doesn't feel right. And I don't know, that's a lot of bouncing back and forth of what 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 we should do and what we can do. Right. Right. You know, or what feels good live because everybody thinks that you got to be going nuts for each song, and some songs are just nothing to go nuts over. Just watch yeah. and listen and yeah. try to pay attention and follow it. Dude, when you see those kids singing your lyrics back, and you see those kids singing with you, like you really, you know, those moments in, in time when when you catch that wave, uh, that's got to be the greatest feeling in the world. Oh yeah, especially with this kind, of, you know, because we don't have a lot of sing along stuff, you know, that like some bands may have, and and when they sing along to anything we do, it's awesome. I mean, and 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 report back yeah. with an answer of some kind, it's great. 
and uh, and this show with BLS. I'm a huge Zach fan. So, uh, oh yeah, Zach. I mean, it's a nice, different, uh, diverse type of music throughout the night, right? Yeah. Yes. I mean, Jamie's band too. They've 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 got their own thing going, and sure. uh, he 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 texts me about three or four days ago, and he said stoked. <laughs> <laughs> stoked. That's so good. You know. <laughs> very know, metal. It's very wait, metal. Man. And uh, you, uh, but you know, and Zach, like when I first met him, he was that skinny kid getting an Aussie. And uh, oh yeah, I remember the first day he walked into Miami on that tour when we did with him, and it's like, wow, man, how you doing? Mm. Well, actually, my friend, I was thinking, my friend uh, Jim, we were walking to the airport one time. And he goes, "You almost have to be killed." Cause Zach walked by out of nowhere, right? And I go, dude, there's Randy Rhodes. <laughs> and he turned around and I, he goes, oh, brother Joe. I'm like, you know, I'm like, oh, sorry about that. I had to get your attention because he didn't see us. Dude, <laughs> it was just right. And, 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 you know, and Zach is a goddamn Viking. Like, he's a monster. We went on his tour oh, bus man. one time and he was first doing BLS. They were having a contest to see who could go the longest without bathing. Oh, okay. It was horrendous. <laughs> like, they ruined the bus. I got on that bus, and I was like, gee, this is so terrible. And they're laughing. They're just, I mean, they're crying. They're laughing. Sorry. Because they know they're literally the funkiest. They were like, do you remember there was a band called uh, Life, Sex, Death, LSD? And they had a singer who was supposedly, his gimmick was he was homeless. And he was a great singer, but he really didn't bathe. And so you'd walk into a, a club to see him play like they were on tour, and you could smell him from the stage. Like, that's how hard he lived wow. this character thing. That's what Zach smelled like for a minute. Like he full on well, smelled ultra funky. I haven't like made pen. Take oh. pen. Oh, it was brutal. You <laughs> nice, <know>. nice. <laughs> no, he commits. I know. I got to go on to Zach Boss. I've never. I don't think I've ever been on there. I want to see the layout. I want to yeah. see what's going on. I want to see if there's a king bed in the back. All right. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm sure. Well, listen. I'm. I'm going to see you a week from uh, from uh, from tomorrow. And um, I'm really looking forward to it, man. I think it's going to be a great night at the Midland Theater. There's a handful of tickets left. You're going to be there, right? You're in town. You don't have to leave. No, no, no. Are you kidding me? Listen, you let me know when you get in town. And uh, if we have time, we can grab some food. If not, I'll just see you at the show. All right, we'll do that. We'll just uh, we'll just keep in touch and, you know, just like we do normally. And yeah. you guys are just really great to us. And I thank you for giving us the opportunity to be on the air. Oh, um, it's always a pleasure, man. It really means a lot. Love you guys and love you too, man. I hope to see us sooner than sooner than later. That's for sure. Absolutely. Right, hold on one second. Hold on. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.